0: With the combine finishing up this past weekend, it's time to take a look at the Tar Heel prospects for the NFL this coming year and just where they stand. With NFL draft analyst Daniel Parlagreco. Yeah, so uh, just looking at this draft, man, we've got some, you know, some some intriguing prospects, um, you know, for, for sure. Uh, you know, got to start with probably the guy that most people are talking about, uh, which is going to be MJ Stewart. Um, you know, I mean. You you saw him at the Combine. He, he looked pretty good. And same thing at the Senior Bowl. What did you think of him, uh, you know, and where do you think his stock stands right now?
1: Yeah, I think MJ Stewart's a really good player, probably one of the best from North Carolina. I think um – the problem with the problem with mj stewart is the fact that there's so much depth at the cornerback position in the draft this year so it's going to what it's going to take is a team to fall in love with him which is very much possible because he's a uh, he's a very very versatile player um, he obviously has shown experience playing up playing in the slot uh, down there in um, north carolina as well as uh, playing on the outside really good cover guy shows the ability to uh Tamir receivers stay on them, not leaving their hip pocket, a very smooth athlete, um, can play press man, can play uh, in a, a zonal base scheme, um, just a really talented kid, durable, um, he showed his size, obviously, at the combine, shows that he can play both, not only as a nickel corner, but he can also play on the outside as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's that's kind of the thing I've been seeing, and a lot of the guys I uh, know that I've, I've read the articles on when it comes to MJ, they're saying he's pretty much just a nickel corner. Um, I mean, do you think that right now NFL teams are really just looking at him as a nickel corner, or do you think that they could be looking at, at him as a flexible enough option to be able to play outside if he has to? Yeah, you
1: know, I, I think he can. I think uh, I think before the combine, obviously there were some concerns about the size, but I think the, uh, the fact that he showed his size, that he's you know around 200 pounds, um, he's got enough muscle. He's a compactly built guy. He can play both on the outside and on the inside, and he's a physical player. You know, he's uh, he shows the traits that he can play on the outside and compete with bigger receivers at the next level.
0: Yeah. So I mean, uh, and and just last thing on him, you know, right now, where do you think his stock sits uh, going into his pro day? About around what round do you think he's he's probably going to be taken? I think. For my guess, he's going to be somewhere late
1: day two. So um, I, I have him as a third-round guy right now. And uh, it, has, it's really not, it, it really has nothing to do with the fact that he's not as good as some of the other guys. It's really, when it comes to these corners, it's uh, it's flavors. You know, what you like, what you're looking for. Uh, they're so, so close, um, these guys, you know, as far as um, where they're ranked. So I, I have him as a, a late day two guy.
0: Yeah, Daniel Pelgreco, senior NFL writer, here talking about the Tar Heel draft prospects. So, um, you know, another guy that was at the combine, he ends up actually uh, pulling up on his first 40 uh, was Andre Smith. Um, I know I was excited to see him. Were you a little bit excited to see what he could bring to the table, especially considering the injury that happened to him earlier this year on the field against Louisville? Yeah, you know, obviously he only played in, what two games this year for uh, the Tar Heels,
1: so I was kind of surprised to see him work out. I think that showed that he he wanted to compete, so I think that probably yeah, from that facet, he probably impressed scouts and uh, and personnel guys at the combine. Uh, he's a tough kid, you know. He's um kind of be a day one player on special teams. The question with him, as as we all know, is as injuries. You know, can he stay healthy? Is he going to be ready? Uh, is he going to be ready for uh, training camp? Um, you know what position does he play he's not really a schematically versatile guy a smaller guy doesn't have great length he's probably going to be best suited for a 3-4 defense due to his size um Playing as an inside guy on a three-four, but he can be an immediate special teams guy. You know that can play on all um, all units on special teams. Really physical guy. Um, a guy like him, you take a chance on. You know because he can out- absolutely outplay his draft uh, stock. You know he can be a you know I would think a sixth or a seventh round guy, but he could play better than that and eventually be a starter.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was that was something I was going to ask you. You know, you, you you know his his upside. Where you know exactly do you see it? I mean, right now I kind of see him as he's got a chance to be one of those depth type players. But I mean, you talked about it. What do you think? Uh, you know, definitely on special teams. Uh, wh- what do you think is so attractive about him on special teams? Is this his tackling ability or what exactly is it? Yeah,
1: physical guy. You know, loves love the physical parts of a game. Uh, special teams. You want a guy that. Um, has a uh, leave nothing on the field not afraid to take on guys um you need those guys in your special teams units that will be um those guys that are going to eat up blocks you know um to open up things for the gunners to open up things for the speedier guys on the outsides and andre smith he can take on he can take on blocks. he'll fight through them, um and he's got the, those powerful arms those powerful hands um that he can he can make an impact and i think he's going to be uh He's going to be a force, and I think he's a guy that you can draft that's also going to be possibly a game-day player. You know, we oftentimes uh, talk about the 53-man roster, but is he going to be one of the guys, the 46 46 guys that's called up on game day, and because of his special teams ability, that's going to make him an attractive candidate because of his physical nature?
0: Yeah, I mean, he decided to leave early. Um, Do do you think right now that was the right move for him?
1: It's so hard to say. Um, Based on his injury um you know I, I probably if i were him not knowing all the details obviously of his personal life and things of, of the such but i probably yeah, I would have stayed another year um just because of the fact that he's you know he only played two games this year he had an opportunity to to have the full off season to recover show uh, show nfl evaluators that he can come back and have a strong senior season which i think could have upped his value because i think he's got a lot of potential
0: Talking with Daniel Perlegreco, uh, senior NFL draft writer. So, um, you know, those were the guys that were at the combine. One that I thought uh, w- was kind of weird that he didn't get an invite. I really thought he would be a good fit at the combine and have a chance to actually get to show what he's got. I thought it was Austin Pro. Um, some, you know, to me, I, I thought he should have been there. Did you think that he deserved a combine invite?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think, I think he did. And similarly to what we talked about with MJ Stewart wide receivers and cornerbacks there's so many every year that get drafted um i believe that the two positions that get drafted more than any other position so there's just so much depth uh, i think pearl had a, you know has has been a really really good player uh for north carolina um i think obviously the injury didn't help him um you know he didn't really get a chance to show he had the talent but uh when he had the opportunities you know obviously there's there's so many receivers on the north carolina depth chart the last few seasons and uh, when he finally gets the opportunity to really showcase his ability he gets injured you know so i think he really has had kind of uh a case of bad luck um you know this past year but he's a talented guy you know he's um a really really good route runner footwork uh he can create for himself really good hands um the question with him is going to be um, obviously not an overly explosive guy. He might be limited to a slot player at the next level, um, even though he didn't really play much in the slot. You know, So he doesn't have that experience of really playing a lot in the slots of the Tar Heels, but due to his size, I think a lot of NFL evaluators are going to say, okay, he's a slot player, but he doesn't really have a lot of experience playing in that role in college. So I think that all those things hurt him, but I think um, he's another guy that could uh, – that can really impress in training camp for a team.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a guy to me. You know, uh, I, I think he's probably going to be a better NFL player than he was a college player. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with, with his, the chance that he might get. Um, you know, I mean, he seems like a scheme fit guy. What, where do you think? You know, are there any teams that really would come to mind that might stand out as to where he would fit? Well, obviously, the
1: obvious comparison of a team that would take would be like a team like the Patriots that can use these smaller, shiftier, um, versatile guys that can play a role on the offense. Um, But like I mentioned, there's a a handful of these guys in this draft that are both running backs and also slot type of uh, wide receivers that can play out of the backfield too. So the question is, is going to be Austin Prohl better than the next guy? You know, Is he better than this guy? Is he better than that guy? So that's what teams are going to have to figure out. Um, But I think he has a role, and I think he's going to have to really impress – He's going to be one of those guys that, like you mentioned, he could absolutely be a better NFL player than college. But he's going to have to show in training camp to earn his earn a, a roster spot for a team because I think he's looking at you know a day three selection, a late day three selection. He might even be an undrafted free agent. So he's going to have to really um, he's going to have to really showcase uh, in, in camp for a team.
0: Last thing on him, I mean, do you think uh, you think his with his dad being Ricky Pro, you think that helps him out at all?
1: You want to say no, but we've seen in the past it does make a difference when you have uh, when you have those bloodlines. Teams look at that. This is a guy that obviously um, is a hard worker. He's got he's got good bloodlines. Teams that know his you know his father knows the kind of player he was, how um, how he how seriously he took his craft. So it could help him when it comes to a really close. Um, report you know when it comes to two guys that have almost identical scouting reports or scouting grades um that could give them the edge but I, it shouldn't make a huge difference
0: talking with danley daniel paula greco senior nfl draft writer author of his dtp <laughs> draft guide um so yeah just a couple of more guys here in this class um donnie miles uh healing from an arm injury um just really quickly any you, you think any chance anyone and it really takes a risk on him
1: um, Yes, I do, actually. And, you know, he, he's had two really good years, you know, over 100 tackles, two separate years. Uh, the question is going to be what's his position to kind of play the hybrid linebacker safety uh, role for the Tar Heels. Um, doesn't obviously have the size of a linebacker, but he doesn't really have the movement skills of safety. So that's going to be the problem with him. Um, and he's only had one career interception. You know, he's played, he's played you know, 40 games in his career, and he has one career interception despite playing on almost every snap for the Tar Heels. So, um, but he's a physical guy, and he and he, and he's always around the ball. He makes a ton of tackles, so it's just about finding a role for him. Is he a downhill uh, box safety type of guy where he could be diagnosed and make tackles close to the line of scrimmage? That's possible. So, a team, I think he's going to be an undrafted free agent, and I think he has a shot. Similarly to a couple of the other ones that we mentioned, that could just going to have to show his uh, worth in camp.
0: Yeah, and then the one guy that I noticed uh, just through reading your uh, your guide, which is awesome, man. By the way, that that was sensational. What a great read um you know is, is Bentley Spain you're really high on him this is a guy that you know I've, I've seen some of the other guys that are really the can, you know the draft analyst as they say um I mean they don't even have him remotely on their boards what is the thing that you like so much about Bentley and what do you think he you know will he be able to translate that to the NFL yeah I
1: think I think Spain uh he's he's a good player he's got a lot of experience high football IQ good character um he understands the game of football, you know, while he isn't, um, he's, he's absolutely, a, you know, a, um he's going to need a lot of time. He's going to need, uh, you know, you look at him and you think, okay, he doesn't have great, he doesn't have great functional strength, nor does he have elite foot foot quickness. You know, he's played left tackle for the Tar Heels. You know, he's not a left tackle at the next level, but, He's got the size. He's got the intelligence. He understands, uh, he understands how to play in space. He understands how to use his hands. Um, he's a smart guy that, um, I I think could impress. He's going to need some time to develop. He's a guy that a team might want to take a chance on because of his size, because of his, some of his traits, you know, how how he plays and how he understands the game of football, um, where he's more advanced than a lot of these guys are going to go a lot higher than him. But he just, the things that he needs to improve on, um, you know, with the right with the right strength and conditioning staff, with uh, a team that's willing to give him some time, continuing to get him stronger, uh, develop his base a little bit more, um, I think he can be. I think he could be a swing tackle at the next level, developmental guy, and a guy with his size is pretty rare. There's not that many guys in this in this class that have his his combination of size and length. So, uh, you know, those type of guys don't stick around too long. So, I think he's going to go somewhere uh, in this draft. The question is how high.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I remember seeing him, you know, he's, he's faced some of the tougher guys out there. I remember when he was younger, I think it was his redshirt freshman year, he faced Jadavian Clowney, um, you know, a couple of years ago when we played against Florida State, he really held his own, so yeah, I mean... I I'm with you. I think there's definitely something there, and teams will, you know, will not regret giving him a shot at least. Um, so yeah. Um, and anybody else in this in this class that you're really keeping an eye on? I know there's a few other guys. Um, the one guy that I think might get an invite would be Casein Collins, be just based on what he did this year. Um, but is there anybody else that maybe you're seeing, or or that's pretty much it? You know,
1: I, you know, it's so hard because I review this year i did the most ever i did over 300 guys i didn't watch any more uh, tar heels players so it's hard for me to say um those are the main guys that were on my radar but I, you know i was informed they're probably draft uh, draft eligible guys the guys are going to get drafted so um those are the only guys i've watched for this year um when it comes to next year obviously there's some guys um, a guy that stood out to me at the table a little bit um is Malik Carney, you know, a guy that's, you know, had two really solid years of production for Tar Heels, got good size length. He's going to be a guy that's going to, you know, that uh, is going to be on the watch list for this year as far as how he does. Uh, can he put for another good season? Can he have a higher sack season than five and a half sacks that he has the last two years? Right. So he's a guy that could uh, work his way up to the day two, day two area for, for next season. Um, he's kind of one of my favorites in the, in the 2019 class to watch.
0: Yeah, any, any concern when it comes to him about his size? That's that's one thing that I think, you know, will probably be a little concerning. Uh,
1: yeah, well, you know, he's, what, what is he, right, like 6'3", somewhere around
0: there? Right, yeah, he's, a, yeah, right around that size, yeah.
1: So it's going to be, um, you know, can he be a 3-4 outside linebacker, you know? Yeah. Um, Maybe he doesn't have size to put his hand on the ground at the next level, but can he be uh, can he be a stand up guy and you know drop a little bit in coverage and also rush the passer and, and sub packages and clear passing situations? So, I think if he can show that this year, continue to show he can get after the quarterback, take on blocks, I think he's going to be an attractive guy to watch this year.
0: Yeah, Daniel Paula Greco, senior NFL draft writer. Um, yeah, hey, just uh, the the draft guide, man. I read it and uh, that that was some awesome stuff, man. So just. Uh, you know, just talk a little bit about how you got into it. It's a little bit different than some of these other major draft guys, you know.
1: Yeah. So what happened is, um, is I wrote on some forums, kind of uh, you know sports forums, team forums, teams I liked, and um, I noticed that a lot of guys, I noticed that a lot of guys would almost believe some of the draft experts. You know, whether it be Nick Shea or Mel Kiper or, uh, or any of these guys, and they would basically believe anything they said rather than actually do the work themselves and say, you know what, I'm going to have an opinion of my own. So I kind of was, rather than just go off of what they said about particular players, I wanted to watch some of the top guys just to see what I thought, if I agree with what they thought. And I found out really quickly that, hey – I don't agree after watching the, the game tapes of these guys. I don't agree with some of their thoughts on these guys. I think these guys are better than they're giving them credit for. or I think these guys are way overhyped. They're not as good as they're giving them credit for. So I started doing that in the first couple of years. I did a handful of guys, mostly the first round guys I'd watch. And, um, I would write a little analysis on them and put it on the forums. And I started developing a little bit of a following from the forums and, uh, people were really, really liking it. Like my insight, like what I was doing. And, um, so about three years ago, I started putting it all down in a guide. And I did, I think I did it 100 and 150 guys the first year. So this was three years ago. And um, I, I put it on Amazon. I put it on the guide. And I ended up selling hundreds and hundreds of copies. And I was quite kind of surprised about it. Last, you know, the next year after that, I did over 250 guys, and um, it grew a little bit more. I had a lot more, a lot more readers, and then this course, this year, I did over 300 guys. So it was the most. And um, so really, I've just kind of focused on building through Twitter, you know, selling my draft guide on Amazon, and that's really it. Just uh, talking to people like yourself, other other you know knowledgeable draft people like college football, but also like the whole draft
0: process. Yeah, man. I mean, the draft process is definitely something, and that's awesome to have a guy like you that, you know, sort of takes the fan perspective from it, not these guys that, you know, do – you know apparently all this research and everything like you and i I agree i mean a lot of people definitely go by you know they they are going by well matt miller said this or you know um another one that's coming up is john ledyard i mean they're great guys they do great a a great job but i agree you know having a fan's perspective is a little bit different um one thing that i noticed when i was reading it um you know i definitely something you said that you are unbiased so you're telling me that you are not a fan of a any college football team you do not you know wear the gear on game day
1: no no actually i don't you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm more of a you know kind of a surprise and i'm more of an nfl fan than a college fan i'll mm-hmm. watch you know i'll watch more of the big games college football um you know i usually root for the underdog i don't have a team that i that i like um, my brother-in-law is a huge huge uh Florida Gators fan um so when he's when he's around I'll watch some of the games with him but for the most part I watched I watched college football just to get draft analysis I watch I watch the you know I try not to watch the games when they're on and look at individual players but I'll go back and watch all the games you know I start my I start my analysis usually like in November so I'll start I'll start going back and watching all the tapes and writing notes on all the guys so no I never really never really uh Never really started liking a team, and I you know, at this point it's kind of like I don't want to like a team because I feel like it would cloud my judgment because I know how it does that with my NFL team and with uh, you know with all my other teams. It clouds your judgment; you're too partial.
0: Yeah, man. Hey, that's awesome. So, uh, yeah, tell tell them where they can buy the draft guide at and uh, where they can follow you on Twitter, man.
1: Okay, so Twitter DTP Draft Scout. Is my handle, my Twitter handle, and my guide is on Amazon. Just type in 2018 NFL Draft Guide. You'll see DTP's NFL Draft Guide, D as in Daniel, T as in Timothy, P as in Farley Greco, my initials, and you'll see it right there. There's a hard copy as well as a digital copy, and I would recommend the hard copy. Yeah, yeah. It came out really, really awesome this year. It's a professional formatted magazine type of look to it, and um, it's, it's absolutely worth the buy.
0: Yeah, definitely. Great stuff, you guys. Uh, if you got a chance, if you got a, something laying around, man, just uh, yeah, throw throw a little money that way, and you're not going to regret it, man. So, hey, thank you very much, man, and we'll definitely have to have you on again before the draft.
1: Thank you so much. Good looking forward to talking
0: again. All right, man.